Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. Illinois has a new House Speaker and a new session of the legislature. It has new threats as nationwide alerts are being issued for state capitals. And it has a new pledge to change law enforcement in the state. All of these issues are affecting citizens across Illinois. We talk with State Representative Mike Halpin, Democrat from Moline. What was it like so far as far as security around the Capitol in Springfield? I mean, are you worried about your safety? So while we were down this past week in Springfield in session, uh, I felt very secure, very safe. The Illinois State Police and uh, Secretary of State Police did a fantastic job of, of doing what they could. Um, we really didn't have any protests that I could see while we were down there, but it was nice to know that, that they were prepared for it. But once again, I'm, I'm tired of this phrase, but is this now going to be the new normal? I mean, are you going to have to be even more secure in Springfield when you go to work? I sure hope not. I think one thing that we saw with the, the D.C. Uh, riot or break-in, whatever you want to call it, uh, is that the people in D.C. are taking it seriously. The police are taking action and demonstrating that it won't be tolerated. And I hope that message sinks in. Uh, These institutions are what we rely on to do the work of the people uh, and to try to maintain that that trust and respect that that democracy deserves. But we're so I I hope hope people get that message. I'm sorry, but but you're seeing in Springfield and in Des Moines a a, a fencing going up and, and boarded up windows already in preparation for the coming week. These are sites that we never thought we'd see. I agree. And it's incredibly saddening. Um, you know, these are temples of democracy. These are what we, what we rely on to do the people's work. And, you know, I'm disappointed that, uh, that we feel the need to take those steps, but I understand the abundance of caution that's being used by our uh, state police and other folks. Well, this past week, of course, the Senate was in the Capitol. The House was in the arena known as the uh, Bank of uh, Springfield Center in Springfield. So that's where you were. And there's another concern that you have is that uh, somebody tested positive for COVID and uh, members of the House now have to self-isolate. Yes, and it, it was a, you know, a known danger. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we didn't have the initial veto session in November. Um, but given that we only had so much time left in this general assembly it was important that we went to springfield to do the work and so now we're in a position where we've got to isolate uh, make sure that we don't risk further spread of this uh, virus before more people can be vaccinated and you know do our part to try to uh, protect our own community 
You're talking about the important work that was done and perhaps the most controversial would be the criminal justice reform bill um, that that law enforcement groups and several Republicans are angered because of two things. One is the way it was approved seemingly rushed through overnight. Second off tying the hands of uh, law enforcement groups uh, uh, statewide. You were a supporter of it. Are you st there's calls for the governor to veto it. I'm assuming that's not what you want the governor to do. No, I, I believe that the uh, governor should uh, sign the package, all four of the packages that were presented to him. And I want to start by saying that there's a lot of misinformation about uh, this bill put out by opponents that are just ridiculous. Um, you know, I've been told by opponents that this makes murder or rape uh, misdemeanors instead of felonies. It's simply not true. I've heard people say that uh, this legalizes uh, all drugs, which just isn't at all true. And I think these are the things that incite that anger uh, against uh, people trying to do good work in Springfield. And I, I think it needs to stop. If the opponents are willing to say these things outright lies about the bill, what else are they exaggerating just to make people angry and just to make people oppose what I think are mostly common sense reforms in this bill? Well, you would say that it makes police more accountable um, and also that you have more uniform standards statewide. Police groups would argue that you're, 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 you're stringing their hands, you're, you're holding them back from actually enforcing the laws uh, uh, day in and day out in small communities and in urban areas. This package at the end of the day was about building trust between communities and the police. We've seen very specific instances with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, where police may not have acted in a way where they're being held accountable. And that trust breaks down. And so what this does, it has uniform, as you said, uniform uh, standards that police across the state must comply with. And when, when they do, when they, when they are in agreement, we follow these procedures, that's when that trust can build back up. The bill also provides for wellness training and mental health uh, resources for officers, because this is a very difficult job. It's a dangerous job, and we need to support uh, officers in that. So this is a, it's a more balanced approach than what I think the opponents are making it out to be. And I think it is going to build trust in, in communities throughout the state, not just Chicago, uh, but among folks right here in Rock Island County that uh, believe they need to have better relationship with our local police. Law enforcement also saying that in many ways they didn't have much input in this bill. I would disagree with that as well. Um, over the fall, or actually late summer into the fall, we had many, many hearings, both on the Senate uh, with House participation on a lot of the reforms that are included in this package. Uh, and the goal, I think, was originally to have something done in veto session in November. A lot of these reforms have been out there for a very long time, even before uh, George Floyd last summer. This is, it, it's, I think it's a tactic uh, from a group that I don't believe ever would have supported a final package. And I haven't seen any legislation introduced by these opponents that try to address these issues. Um, from the very, very beginning, it's been a lot of no, no, no on this. Chris Welch is now the uh, Speaker of the House. Mike Madigan is gone after four decades of rule. How big of a difference will that make? Because the incoming Speaker is also from Metropolitan Chicago and, and is also, of course, a Democrat. Will things really change? I, I think they will. I think every uh, leader puts their own uh, touch on an office. Uh, and I believe that Speaker Welch is not going to do uh, things exactly the way that Speaker Madigan did. Obviously, he will try to reflect democratic values and democratic principles in the legislative process. 
Um, but I believe he is going to have his own way of doing things, and uh, and it is going to be different. Now, how different you know, remains to be seen. We want to see what, what his legislative priorities will be. But I do believe that he will be responsive to uh, all the members. I know that he knows where the Quad City is, uh, Quad Cities are, I should say. And I want to have him in uh, as soon as possible to, uh, when it's safe to do so, to have him visit the community and see what we have to offer here. We're now heading into uh, 2021. We still have the uh, COVID pandemic, which is uh, uh, having real problems all throughout the state. The governor announcing that he's easing some of the restrictions right now. There's been a real debate about the fact that the legislature hasn't been that involved. Does that worry you as well? Because as you said, the sessions haven't been held lately out of a, an abundance of caution that the governor is pretty much dictating how the uh, pandemic response is in the state. I think that's correct, although we, we do have the ability to have that oversight. But in my conversations with, with other members, we believe that broadly the governor has been doing uh, his very best in coming to a right and balanced approach. There were a couple of items that we passed both in the May session last year and just over the past week uh, to help codify things that the governor couldn't do. Uh, we also passed a, a rental assistance and a mortgage assistance bill. Uh, that goes above and beyond what the governor is able to do. So we, we've had our uh, feedback. We obviously all have our disagreements with the governor, myself included. Uh, but overall, uh, we've been taking the best approach we can to try to resolve these things. Well, and coming this year, the big issue is going to be the budget because revenue is not what it has been in the past, much because of COVID-19. The governor saying that you should expect some big cuts in the year ahead. Is that what we can expect in Illinois? I believe that's the case. Um, it's going to be a very, very challenging budget year. We are still optimistic that hopefully the, the federal government will go back and, and uh, determine whether there's additional COVID relief for state and local governments, uh, but we can't count on that. And it is going to unfortunately result in cuts that are going to affect people that need uh, and deserve state services. Uh, I would hope that our colleagues across the aisle, however, you know, make their input known as to what they want to cut. We've heard for years and years from their side that that uh, we need to make massive budget cuts, but we never see any proposals from from them. So I hope they'll be a willing partner and not just say no to everything that we uh, propose from our side of the aisle. So what is your biggest priority in the session to come? Uh, you know, as it, unfortunately, as it has been for many years, it's got to be the budget. The budget is the base of everything. And frankly, since I've been elected, we haven't had uh, an easy budget year. First with Governor Rauner and, and his budget impasse. Uh, and more recently, as you know, we try to try to keep balancing the budget um, without doing so on the backs of, of working families. Uh, it's got to be our top priority. Uh, given COVID, I'm not sure how often or how, you know, quote, normal our session is going to be. So that really has to be a major focus. Of course, I will be trying to um, promote some of the local issues uh, that we've that we've been working on for many years. Uh, I filed a bill again uh, just this week regarding an appropriation to the Department of Natural Resources to try to get the low head dams uh, either re repaired or, or really just made less dangerous so we don't see any further loss of life along the Rock River. That's still going to be pending, but again, that's all tied into the budget too. So it, it's just going to be a very difficult year. Illinois State Representative Mike Halpin, Democrat from Moline. 
Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.